What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name's Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will. How you doing, man? All right, Steve. Pretty bundled up over here, that's for sure. Multiple jackets and trying to, uh, yeah, sweat out a little bit of a fever here. I think I'm playing my uh, Jordan flu game right now. <laughs> yeah, very fair. <laughs> Great yeah. comp, yes. Recording a podcast. Yes, yeah. uh, Pretty much. It's like the same exact yeah, thing, yeah. right? No, no difference at all. And no difference at all. Um, no, but it's an important week. I mean, like we were talking about for the waivers, it's last week of the regular season for most people. Some people started their playoffs. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, very important. Um, on the topic of very important, I don't know if you saw these three news bites. Um, Baker, claimed by the Rams. Um, yeah, I think we were kind of thinking that was yep. likely based on their claim time. Yep. Um, so that was simple. Um, Jimmy G uh, does not have the Liz Frank injury, um, and he could be back for the playoffs. Oh, that's definitely positive. I didn't see that. I saw like yesterday or the day before everyone was talking about um, them for the year, but I haven't seen yeah. that one. That's good news for the Niners. They said immediately, like, surgery, he's done. And now they've come back and said, no, he doesn't need surgery. It's not a Liz Frank injury. If things go well, I think they said eight weeks. So that's like back end of the playoffs. Um, yeah. But there's that. And then uh, the other bit of news about OBJ. Um, Broncos said the physical didn't go well. Um, and they're not sure that uh, he'll be ready to to contribute at all this season, like playoffs included. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, I think everyone been talking about him as a, as a big pickup for some of these playoff hopefuls. And now it's possible, maybe not at all. Um, and, you know, people who have been stashing him for a while now are you still holding on to him what are you looking for steve yeah yeah i mean i never stashed him anywhere because i didn't want to hold somebody for <laughs> four weeks on yeah. the hope that he'd come back in december now it's worst case scenario you missed out on any of these other flyers rashad white uh garrett wilson the resurgence um and, and all for nothing apparently um, yeah so yeah that's uh I think I saw also the Titans fired their GM. See that one? They did, That's yeah. Um, wild for a division-leading team. Yeah, it is. Uh, we, we do need to be mindful of the division that they're in. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But Still 7-5. and five, Yeah, right? I mean, a consistent. Probably, but you'd think playoffs. Consistent playoff team. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you can look at that team and say, well, it's not actually that great. Um, but, yeah, surprising none the same because of the, the success they've been having. So we'll see what that does for their future. Yeah, yeah, and you know, a lot of that I think is probably the AJ Brown trade, especially after he embarrassed them on Sunday. I'm sure that had, you know, maybe a straw that broke the camel's back type of thing. Yep, probably. Uh, well, hey, with those uh, news bits out of the way, you want to jump into start sets? Yeah, it's uh, another as we mentioned on the the head drop episode. It is a six bi week week, so it is. Uh, Skimpy, especially for those streaming quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. So you're starting right off with those streamers, two of them that we talked about yesterday. Um, I think I know where we're going to end up, but we got Huntley at Pittsburgh, Goff versus the Vikings. Who do you want there? Yeah, I think on paper it looks pretty decent, but the Steelers, you know, defense is much better than they have been uh, earlier in the year, and I think that really sunk their numbers. So that is a, a scary matchup in and of itself. Um, I'd be looking at him a little further down, whereas I'm you'd be you know fairly solidly confident in Jared Goff as like a back end QB one, you know, great QB two if it's a super flex league. So I think pretty easily Goff. What about you? 
Uh, I know yesterday I was pretty pretty on with Huntley um, for my streamer that I liked more so. I've, I've wavered on that a little bit because I think I focused too much on Tannehill yesterday. I think I would take off versus the Vikings given the momentum they've had. But I still like Huntley. I think he could be fine. Um, may he even have more upside because he, he's good at running yeah. as well. But Rushing stats. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he could also just be absolutely nothing. So, uh, And keep in mind, Lamar Jackson has been kind of nothing this year <laughs> um, from fantasy perspective. Not great. So uh, I wouldn't expect Huntley to come in and do a ton better, but who knows? So I'll, I'll go with golf, but I think it's, it's closer for me than it is for you. Yeah. Um, next up here, Ryan Tannehill coming off a pretty bad game, but I think we talked about him in the waivers episode is that may be able to bounce back in a decent matchup against the Jaguars or Deshaun Watson going to Cincinnati. So back to back road games for him to start the year. Yeah. I mean, this is easy. I, I said last week I wasn't playing Watson until I saw something, and I did not see anything that made me want to start him last week. So I am not going to play him against a better defense in Cincinnati. So I will stick with Tannehill. Yeah, pretty easily here as well. I think Tannehill has a bounce back game here. Um, it has the makings of it. But we'll have to wait and see, I guess, about um, well, Trevor Lawrence to see if he um, is going to you know, have any potential to miss the game. I know he left, but I haven't heard anything major. Have you heard anything on uh, Lawrence? Uh, I have not, no. So, yeah, I guess we'll so, see. Yeah, we'll have to see about that. Uh, but if he's playing, I think that could be you know better for the matchup, better to force him not to score. Um, and, and Watson, you know, there's definitely the upside there. But until we see it, it's going to be really tough to trust him. So I, I think I'll go with Tannehill here Do you even well. know who the backup is in Jacksonville? I don't know. No, I don't. I mean, you must have played Case. because I know um, Trevor went into the locker room at some point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it could have been after a drive. I'll check real quick. I feel like true, true. Case Keenum's coming to mind, but I can't. Oh, it's uh, Bethard. See Bethard. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Bethard. he's a guy who's been, you know, spot starter here and there. So not horrible, but I think you're, if you're playing Tannehill, you'd probably rather see Trevor on the other yeah, side. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and then the last quarterback one here, uh, Derek Carr at the Chargers, uh, or Geno Smith versus the Panthers. Yeah, uh, both guys, I think, are surprisingly decent starts here in this crazy bye week. Um, and Geno has been playing really well. He hasn't been below 19 points um, here, half-point scoring uh, format since week seven. Um, and, you know, it's... Oh, you know, some decent matchups there as well, but uh, I think you're seeing him just utilize those weapons. Tyler Lockett, good receiver. DK Metcalf, good receiver. And Gino's able to get it to them. We'll see about Kenneth Walker. Definitely going to affect him. Um, but we'll see if they can't run the ball as well. Maybe it forces them to have to throw the ball a little more. I imagine most people will be able to run a little more against the Panthers. It's a decent matchup if Walker has to miss. But I think I go Gino here. What about you? Yeah, same. They've both been pretty consistent from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, but Carr's like consistent 20, 21, 22 points. Gino is pretty consistent 24, 25, 26 points. So I, mm-hmm. you know, that leans Gino. Um, he's got the easier matchup as well. I'm sure people are looking at the Carr one thinking shootout potential, but maybe. But I think Gino is just going to be fine. So I'll, uh, I'll go with Gino here. 
Awesome. Uh, moving on to running backs here. Deonta Foreman on the other side of that matchup at Seattle or Shab White at San Francisco coming off of a game-winning touchdown. Yeah, I think this one's actually quite difficult and a good one because Foreman's got the easy matchup. Um, but White, you know, the better player and team, but the more difficult, like the much more difficult matchup. Yeah. Uh, polar opposites as far as matchups are concerned. Um I think I will lean on that matchup a little bit and go Foreman just because Tampa Bay all year, they just haven't been in sync. Something has been right. And facing a good offense or good defense like San Fran, I think could mess them up. So I think I'll go with Foreman, but it kind of scares me to do it. I feel like White's the better play. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely the play. I think the PPR leans me the other way. That's fair. Um, Foreman hasn't had a catch since week eight, uh, nine, it looks like, actually. Whereas we've seen White catching the ball a ton the last two weeks nine catches nine targets six catches eight targets so when you're catching the ball like that you're carrying the ball 10 ish times you're doing well i think if you can give him you know 10 plus carries and you know somewhere in the five to ten target range even if it's on the lower end there i think he really has a good floor so uh, tough matchup brady i feel like if there's a time, he's going to step up now. Um, he kind of has a little bit of a stranglehold on the division a little more than than it was with that comeback win. Maybe that momentum carries him over. Um, tough you know, matchup, but also we'll see about Brock Purdy playing. So I think I'll give a shot white here. Yep, that's fair. Can't argue with that. Uh, half point PPR, uh, we have James Conner versus the Patriots or Zeke versus the Texans. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, it. it don't love Connor, but he's been playing well the last couple of weeks. I mean, he's been scoring touchdowns. He's been catching the ball as well, and he's been double-digit fantasy points four straight weeks, two of them over 20. Um, in full PPR, let me switch that over. Yeah, still two of them over 20, even in half PPR. So, I mean, it's hard to sit him now, but Zeke is also doing really well. He, you know, a little more consistent, 17-16-17, uh, coming off of a game he didn't play. But, you know, Five straight games in double digits if you count the ones prior to his injury. So he's getting utilized 15, 16, 17 carries, few targets. I think I got to play Zeke here uh, against the matchup that I think you don't really need to throw against Texans because you can run all over them. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Um, I would love to start Connor, um, but Zeke's got the, the fantastic matchup. Connor has the terrible matchup. Um, Zeke's on the the really good team. The Connor's on the very average team, um, and that that might be generous. Um, so yeah, it's Zeke pretty easily for me. Uh, next one here. Mm-hmm. This one, um, this one comes with an extra caveat for you. Half point PPR. You're already starting Swift. Are you okay starting Swift and Jamal Williams versus the Vikings, or would you do Foreman at Seattle over Jamal? I think I'd be okay with it. Um, you know, this last week we saw Swift outperform Jamal, but going back the last four weeks, Jamal easily had the carry count on him. Um, and he's been scoring touchdowns, uh, left and right. So uh, I just think the volume will be there. They're going to split those backs and I'd rather, you know, take the guaranteed workload that you're going to get from both of them. Uh, Foreman, like you mentioned, has a really good matchup. Uh, and it's not a bad play. I just, Bad week. I still don't think I can submit Jamal. Stit Jamal Williams at this point. Yeah, I'm with you. He's get, he gets too many just high quality opportunities. He's always getting red zone work, and that's all it takes, man. Um, 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm with you. I'd be okay starting Swift and Jamal. Isn't that crazy? Starting two running backs on the yeah. Lions of all teams. Lions against a second place in the conference team, the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, it's just a wild thing to think about. Yeah, but we'll move on here. Um, we got wide receivers uh, PPR. Mike Evans at San Francisco again. That tough matchup, or Josh Palmer versus the Raiders. Man, that is crazy to think you're making this decision. Um, but I mean, Palmer has been good, even in the couple weeks where he hasn't scored. The last two weeks, he's still been over in double-digit points uh, for, for for this team. And as you mentioned, Mike Evans is a really tough matchup. Once again, there in San Francisco, four for fifty-nine. Um, so he still got the double-digit points, but it wasn't great. Ah, man, I, I think if you know, if I'm a little scared, I'm going to go Evans. If I want to shoot for the upside, um, I think I'm going to go with uh, with Palmer. If he scores, he gets that big play. Uh, Mike Evans can do it too, but it's been a while since we've seen him score. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week four. That's been brutal. He's had some big receiving games, yardage and catches, but hasn't. It's crazy that he has not scored a touchdown since week four. Yeah, you know, if if someone's gonna get you one or two points, it's gonna be Palmer. You know, Mike Evans' floor this year is four points, so that's something. Um, but yeah, like you said, the upside hasn't been there. He hasn't been in our half point scoring league. He hasn't been in double digits since week eight. Um, that's quite a while, and then he's got a tough matchup. So. It's yeah. just, the Godwin's kind like, of becoming the guy for, for Tom Brady. Yeah. The PPR aspect of this definitely helps him this year, which usually it doesn't, because PPR, I think he's been finishing a little better than than non-PPR, which is weird for him because he hasn't scored, but he has been you know, getting the targets, getting the catches, the yards. He's hit double digits many, you know, all but three times um since week four, despite only scoring those two touchdowns in week four. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's 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 a shame, but yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, next one, full PPR, Kirk, uh, sorry, Christian Kirk at Tennessee or Garrett Wilson at Buffalo. Yeah, I um, I can't sit Garrett Wilson. Um, he's had one bad week in the last five, and that was against New, or New England, which can be forgiven. Um, Buffalo's pass defense, not great. Uh, Mike White looking good, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm all on Garrett Wilson, especially if if Lawrence is out. Yeah, I mean that Lawrence is the only way that I think Kirk is startable, and he has a great matchup there against Tennessee. We saw them get roasted uh, by the Eagles through the passing game, and he's the guy that can have those deep shots. But Garrett Wilson just looks like an alpha. Can't sit him right here, even in a tough matchup. I'd look for a way to try to get both of these guys in my lineup, um, but it, it sounds like this is uh, one or the other. So if that is the case, Garrett Wilson, it is. Very easy. Nice, nice, nice. So uh, next one here, moving to the realm of half-point PPR, we got Juju at Denver or Hollywood Brown versus the Patriots. All right. Yeah, Denver, tough matchup, but you know, you know, when you're getting the ball, you're getting the targets from... Pema Holmes, they count a little bit better than most. Um, Hollywood, it's good to see him back, but also, you know, he's going against the Patriots. Um, is the, I assume the plan is going to be shut down DeAndre Hopkins, so you know, that could be a benefit for Hollywood Brown. 
Um, looked solid. Six of eight targets for 46 yards. And his first game back, didn't get in the end zone. So I, I think I lean Hollywood Brown here just because the Denver matchup is tough. They don't let up points. Juju, you know, is going to get you, you know, an average points and, and has a chance to score with Mahomes. But I think Hollywood should be the beneficiary of some u- the usual coaching and defensive assignments that we see from Bill Belichick. Yeah, I agree. Uh, probably a bad week for Hopkins, good week for Hollywood. Um, it's Arizona. They always got the capability of having a bad week for everyone. Um, but uh, that's how I see it playing out. So I'm with you. Juju doesn't have, I mean, Juju could, like you said, Kansas City. He's had some good weeks. He could do something, but his upside is just not the same as Hollywood's typically. So, or I guess the odds of good upside, um, not as high as Hollywood. So I'm with you. I'll go with Hollywood. All right, last uh, matchup here, Debo Samuel versus the Bucks. Deontay Johnson versus the Ravens, full PPR. Yeah, this is tough given the, you know, Deontay hasn't been great for fantasy, um, but he's been okay, like seven, eight points, something like that. Um, PPR, probably a little bit more. Um, Debo, the great roll of the dice. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go Debo, though. Uh, I think... You know, this might hurt him in a passing game standpoint, but maybe unlocks Debo and more of some of those gadget play kind of stuff that made him so valuable last year. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I think I'll, I'll roll with Debo here, but I do get the hesitation. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. I mean, obviously some up and downs game for games for Debo recently, but um, you know they're going to find a way to get him utilized. He'll get some carries. He'll get the targets that he needs. and. He's always has a chance to break one for a touchdown, whereas Deontay, a little safer of an option, but still just hasn't been what you were hoping for all year. Um, I think it's got to be Debo here. I'm not going to get too cute with it. You you ride with Debo for the big weeks, and and you're there for the bad weeks as well. Yep, fair enough. Um, We'll move over to some trade questions here. we got five Dynasty trade questions. First one, pretty interesting. Superflex. If you're a contender, would you give up a 23 second for Mike White? Uh, I think I would. Um, well, sorry, I read that wrong. If you really need a quarterback, I think that's okay. I think I'd rather have the second. Um, you know, White should start the rest of the year, but I don't think it's guaranteed. I could see Flacco being in there at some point. So I think I would take that draft capital, especially in a Superflex league. Um, you know, and, and get just that extra second uh, for me. Yeah, I would rather have the second if I really needed the depth. Like if my Superflex quarterback was Jimmy Garoppolo and I'm a contender, what do I do? I'd probably trade and get Mike White, I guess. Um, I have a chance of having a starter for next year, maybe. I don't think it's high odds, but the way Zach Wilson plays, maybe. Um, so I'd much rather have the second, but if you're in a really bad spot um, or just badly need that depth, you know, thinking uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, you want to give up on Russ. Uh, like I say, Jimmy G, uh, blah, blah, blah. Tannehill just lost his uh, trail on Burks. You want to go with a Mike White, I'd be okay with that. All right. Next up, uh, another dynasty full PPR. Madre Stevenson or Javante Williams? Yeah, I haven't heard the name Javante Williams in a while. Yeah. Um, Probably a good time to, to start bringing him up. I think I would go Javante. I got to keep in mind, he could lose a lot of time next year, and that's worrisome. But yeah. the running backs in New England aren't worth anything. They cycle every year. Um, 
Who, who's it going to be next year? Who's that dude we drafted? Pierre Strong. Like he'll be the dude next year in in New England. It's just someone every year, and I'm I, I'd rather just have John Javante. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens there. I, I do really like Stevenson. I think he's one of the better backs they've had in a while, and I think Damon Harris is out the door, so it will be the Stevenson show next year. I think depending on if I'm a contender or not, this is you know really the deciding factor. If I'm contending this year and then probably next year, I want Stevenson. Um, if it's a full rebuild, you're trying to cash in, you know, I would take the shot on Javante. I think he's got probably a longer shelf life. If he comes back from the injury, the potential for a stronger, longer shelf life. So I lean, you know, I think it just depends on what your team needs, you know, down the middle, I, I probably lean Stevenson, but if you're rebuilding, you know, Javante makes sense. Okay. Next one here, Will, in a super flex, is Garrett Wilson worth the one Oh one? Yeah, that's tough. Um, you know, it, it depends what you need. You have Garrett Wilson, you got some receivers, you, you're you going to take a quarterback at the 101. I mean, there's some good receivers, some good running backs, but it, it, you just usually don't pass on a quarterback there at the Superflex 101. Maybe you pick up that pick and trade down, um, but I think it's just you want a quarterback, make that trade. It's, it's not bad. I think we're seeing you know him just blossom into a superstar. Uh, obviously, there's question marks with the quarterback, but they could get that fixed and and you know what you have in him right now we've seen him do it in the nfl you know the 101 is appealing if you're good at you know acquiring and flipping for more it's not bad but i just like what you have in garrett wilson um but yeah if you if you want to go get that super flex quarterback or if you really want to take that pick and break that up into a bunch more pieces you're big into trading i think it makes sense it's doable but i'll, I'll lean the wilson side like I lean, given it's super flex, I think I lean the other side. If it wasn't super flex, I'd, I'd take Wilson in a heartbeat. But yeah, if, given it's super flex, I think I lean on the, the value of the quarterback position. Um, mm. But it's close. It's interesting for sure. Um, and if this was a different year with maybe a weaker quarterback class, I could definitely go with, with Garrett. But um, yeah, I'll stick with the 101 for now. All right. Next up, also Dynasty, full PPR, Chris Godwin and a 2023 first or Drake London. Yeah, it's too much for London for me. Um, I'll take the package. Although, like, I, I do kind of get if you're thinking like a post Brady world, you know, mm. coaching hasn't been great in Tampa Bay. You don't know what the quarterback's going to be. You know, what's Godwin's value going to be and usage next year? Um, I could see that, but. Outside that scenario, Godwin and a first for London just seems like too much for me. So I'll take that package. Yeah, I think I'm there with you. Um, you know, Drake London's great too, but he also has quarterback questions. Uh, they're sitting at, I think, 10th or 11th pick right now. So should be able to get a quarterback, but probably not going to get one of the top QBs unless they're trading up into the first round to get one. Um, so I think I lean just taking the value of the Godwin in the first side. It helps you this year if you're contending, especially with Godwin playing the way he is. The first is additional ammo that you can use. I'd either draft Godwin's replacement if you want a receiver or turn on and flip that for another piece to contend. So it you know it makes sense if you're a contending team. I think if I'm a rebuilding team, it's just a little too much to give up for London, I think. Um I like London, but as you mentioned, it, it's it's Two pretty valuable pieces. Yep. And uh, last question. Still, if you're talking two valuable pieces, PPR, Christian McCaffrey and Amari Cooper or Waddle and Dalvin Cook? 
That's an interesting one. Pretty big trade. Uh, I think initially I, I would lean the Waddle side. I think he's the most overall, you know, long-term valuable piece in this trade uh, that you build around. Um, it, you know, depends on what your team looks like here because both all these players are contending. Um, do you know CMC versus Cook? They, they're pretty similar. I think they were the same draft, weren't they? Yes. Yeah, that was Fournette, Cook, CMC, mm-hmm. Zeke, I think. It's- Maybe. Yeah, and CMC is definitely you know ahead above, but I don't think it's that big of a drop off to be able to turn Mark Cooper into Jalen Waddle um, and full PPR for me. I think I'd do that trade and take the Waddle side. What about you? I think so too. I I, I don't know why, but I feel like CMC's longevity could be more than Cook. But that there's nothing to that. That's just something in my mind mm-hmm. <laughs> with no base. Forty Nineers fan. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but. I think something that's in everyone's mind is Waddle is better than a Mark Cooper. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, next year, you know, when Watson has a you know some games under his belt, a full off season, maybe him and Cooper light it up, um, and they're good for a couple more years. But there's a big age difference between the two. Waddle looks great. Um, Cook and CMC close to offsetting. So yeah, I'm with you. I'll take. I'll give up CMC to get that upgrade from uh, Cooper to Waddle. Awesome. That wraps us up here for the episode. Um, good luck, everyone, here in the likely last bit of your playoff push um, or first round of your playoffs. Hopefully you get a bye week if you are. I have one team that we're starting the playoffs this week, but luckily I have a bye, so one less team to worry about this week. <laughs> lucky you, lucky you. Very nice. Um, but yeah, good luck this week. Uh, tune in next week, another waiver show, another starts at show. Until then... Trust your board.